Welcome to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Definitely gotta take into account your mental being. People out there is not gonna understand you unless you let them know. You gotta tune into your own mind and put it at rest. Only person is gonna help you is yourself. Society doesn't want you to blame anything else but the negative on this show. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Everybody, man, you see the NGM coming with New Year, new perspective, new everything, man. Yo, 2023, if you add that all up, it comes to six. Why is that important? I don't know. I, I'm just messing around. It doesn't even come to six. My math is all messed up. It actually comes to seven, four plus three. But you know what? You know what? See, that's how my new year started. I'm messing up math, but it's okay, though. All right. But, yo, congratulations to everybody that made it to 2023. 2022 was rough. Because we were repeating stuff, 2020, 2021, 2022, and now we're in 2023. I am very, very excited for this new year. Um, I want to first, of course, as I always do, thank everybody that's listening to this podcast, following me on, on Instagram, Facebook, that's been supporting me, emailing me. Thank you for all the happy New Year's and Merry Christmases. I appreciate everybody. Trust me, I do. And I know, I know I've been saying, yo, I'm going to get back to this more often, but I am. Let me tell you why. 2023 brought in some, one thing, it brought in my family. My family's well, healthy. My kids are good. My wife is good. The house is good. Yo, so at the end of the day, our faith is stronger than ever, ever. Our bond is stronger than ever. So you know what? I got to thank y'all for that because at the end of the day, y'all went through me 2021 through 2022. Y'all saw my ups and downs and y'all supported me and rocked with me. And I appreciate you so much for that. So first, I got to thank y'all for that. But the family's good. Second, business. Let's talk business. now. I know I've been getting emails about the product line. People are like, yo, Cass, you started this product line, you ain't doing nothing with it. That is not true. I'm going through, I'm, I'm doing commercials, I'm doing promo advertisement. So we're working on that right now. But the website is up. Go to Culture, the cult, Culture Products. Oh, shoot. CultureLifeProducts.com. The products are still there. We're still selling. So don't let people... Don't think because you don't see it pushed that we're not pushing it. We are. A lot of people are buying it. I appreciate you. But besides that news, that's the biggest news of all. The new Culture Radio Network. I mean, you know what I'm saying? The Culture Radio Network. Let's do, let's, let's do some, 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 some applause for that. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, oh, yeah. Oh, that was loud. That was real loud. <laughs> that was in my end. Maybe you didn't hear the applause. Anyway, but yo, the Culture Radio Network, this has been my dream for so many years. Um, over the last few years, I got kind of sidetracked, you know, with everything going on with me from my mental health to family, everything. But the mission in my life, I've always wanted to be like an iHeart 
a Dash Radio, Sirius XM, really, ex- but on the online radio tip, on the podcast tip, you know, combining what all they do into one. And, you know, because we were just one station for many, many years. And I please appreciate everybody for rocking with that one station. But now we're a network, all new app. Go to the app. We are we are at 14 channels now, okay? I know maybe compared to Sirius and all these other people, that's nothing. But you know what? We 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 launched our new app, the first totally interactive app. You could chat with your favorite podcasters. You could chat with your favorite v, uh, DJs and VJs and hosts. Totally interactive. We're getting the community going. We're spreading the word. We have 14 channels right now. Uh, we have and we have more that are signed up. We have uh, channels just for genres. We have channels just for topics. We have DJ channels. Shout out to DJ M Squared Award winning Red Bull champion Remy Ma representative DJ worldwide world world worldwide renowned DJ M Square has a channel or I think it's channel uh, 003 on the Culture Network. Also, we have other big DJs from New York, uh, Florida, Miami, Cali. We got a lot of different DJs joining. So we're just working on that right now. So at the end of the day, totally interactive. You could chat with your favorite DJs, chat with your favorite podcasters when they're on live on the Culture Podcast Radio, 24 hours a day of just podcasts. So just check that out. You'll see my podcast, this podcast on it. You'll see RSVP talking about other podcasts. You'll see other podcasts like Fast and Fury. Uh, I'm sorry, Fabulous. Fierce and Fabulous were hosted by Geo. You got TJ Chapman show. You got The Way, uh, Kiyoshi. You, you, you got, uh, you know, you just got so many other podcasts that's so great on there. So go on there. You could, this is, this is what the app could do that I couldn't do the last time. You could listen to everybody's podcast that I mentioned and more right there on the app, right there under listen to your favorite podcast, boom, a list of podcasts. You click on it. You can listen all day long. We're going to have live streaming, live streaming from the studio, live streaming from our content creation room and our video room from our radio station. I mean, we got new stations coming. I mean, I'm so excited about this thing. Totally inactive. First, totally interactive radio station. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. We did it. We worked on this for about, I say, six months. Uh, We went into beta for the for the uh, for the uh, app. Uh, which is also which is available on Google and iTunes. So both of them, you can get the culture the culture radio app on both of them, and just immerse in 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 it. Uh, join, you know, it's free, absolutely free. Everything I said is free. Unlike the other people, we ain't paying you. We ain't make you sign up. We're not make you. You know, we're not gonna be throwing ads at you. We're not gonna be throwing. Um, we're not gonna be throwing. You know, pay for this. Nothing's absolutely free absolutely free so check out the app the culture radio the new app thank you i appreciate you to make that happen also this podcast will be featured on that app as well so we got a lot of other big things planned for this app so please stay tuned download the app please okay the culture radio is actually the one with the red with the culture radio logo now our old app is not is not working anymore, but it still may be up on the apps on the stores because you know it takes a while for them to take it down after you delete it. But if you download the other culture radio, it's the red with the with the red icon with the culture radio app with the play buttons behind it. You can't miss it. So download it. Yes, yes. So 
What am I talking about this podcast right here? This is a brand new year. I decided that with the, the direction I'm taking with Black Lives Mental Health is going to be positive, right? I'm going to, I mean, I don't think I've been negative before, but I'm going to try to purposely be positive because at the end of the day, you know, 2023 is a new year. Uh, you know, let's focus on what's positive. Let's focus about, let's focus on what's positive. Let's focus on on things that how we could do better. So at the end of my podcast, moving forward, I'm going to give a resolution on what we can do better, you know, rather than just leave it up in the air like before or just say, you know, I'm just going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to say, OK, this is what we need to do in a positive setting. So let's talk about black men. Of course, this is Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. So we're going to talk about black men. What's been going on with black men lately? OK, so let's talk about the difference when it comes to domestic violence. Now, let me make this perfectly clear. Because you know I do that every podcast, so nobody will misinterpret me or try to uh, uh, take sound bits and and I didn't say anything before. I do not, will not, will ever condone domestic violence towards any woman of any culture. It doesn't matter if you're a black woman, a white woman, an Asian woman, an Italian woman, a Russian, whatever you are, it does not matter. No woman ever deserves to be to to put their hands on people at all and any man that does that i feel should feel consequences from it now can people make mistakes i do believe people make mistakes and people can get better so don't get me wrong but for a man that's a habitual hated of his woman there should be consequences of it i'm not talking about a man that a woman threw something at him or whatnot. No, I don't believe in that. Oh, she's a woman. Don't hit her back type thing. No, my mama raised me. If she's mad enough to hit you, you mad enough to hit her back. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, there should be nothing in this world that f- makes a woman feel she should hit you. At the end of the day, whether you cheated on her, got another chick pregnant, it doesn't matter. She should just walk away just like a man should walk away if a woman does something. If she says you got a small penis, you ain't a man, you walk away. That's what I feel anybody should do. Nobody should put hands on each other at all. So now that I said that, let me get into my topic. Dana White, I believe his name is, right? The owner of UFC or or Seth Rogen. I mean, they, they're like the same people. I don't even know. Rogan, whoever. Anyway, apparently this white guy that got a lot of clout, I think is is the UCF. Anyway, the U, UFC uh, owner, right? Dana White, I believe so. Let me, you know what? Before I even say something, let me look it up because um, I don't want to be wrong in my podcast. I don't want to be wrong in my podcast because at the end of the day, yeah, it is Dana White, the owner of of of, of, of UFC. Uh, there was a video that circulated where he was his wife slapped him and he slapped her back. Now, there hasn't been an outrage about it. Media has not covered it. It has not been a cancel Dana White, uh, cancel UFC. Uh, none of that stuff has happened in the media. They seem to just brush it off and say, hey, let's keep it moving. Other people, other, when it comes to a black man in media, A.E., uh, uh, Chris Brown, you know, which obviously, and let's be honest, let's be real. This is, this, this is what people don't want to talk about. I'm willing to talk about on my podcast. You know what I'm saying? Let's be real. Not trying to say Chris Brown was, wrong, was right. Not at all was not right at all. But when they talk about the domestic violence, she also was hitting him. She also was attacking him. She also was taking his phone, throwing it out, slapping him and all that stuff. And he reacted. Now, 
Like I said, I don't think anybody has any reason to hit anybody. But at the end of the day, they both were fighting in the car. Unfortunately, he took it too far. And that's horrible. And you know what I'm saying? And it all went on him. Nobody talks about women and how women can be abusers as well. Nobody, you know, nobody's taking ownership of Rihanna and, and the violence and the throwing of things and, and, and the abuse she did as well. It's okay because she's a woman. That's a horrible Horrible stance we have in our society. That's another topic. But in general, Chris Brown is now demonized. It almost ruined his career. Actually, I think Chris Brown's bigger and selling more than ever. But anyway, um, but as far as the media goes, he's a demon. He's a wife beater. I've seen articles where it had nothing to do with anything of, of domestic violence, but they say wife beater Chris, women beater Chris Brown coming to town for concert. At, you know, saying there have been protests, all this stuff for Chris Brown. Okay, great. He he publicly apologized. He served his time. He went to he 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 didn't even contest anything. He went got on probation, did his community service. He's off it now, and he's doing good. He has he's a, a father of like two kids now, uh, doing world tours, doing his thing. But they still are demonizing him as a a woman beater just because of that one incident, right? Black man, white man. Robbie Downey Jr. Nobody's saying Robbie Downey was in crack, was in jail, was in rehab, all this stuff. But we love him as Iron Man, but nobody talks about him. Nobody says ex-crackhead at all. Jay-Z sold a little bit of dope back in the days. People were still up there. Ex-drug dealer Jay-Z. This guy's a billionaire doing business. He hasn't sold a drug in tw over 20-something years. Don't even know what that is, probably. He's so rich, he could probably buy some of these new papers, but they still label him as ex-drug dealer. But Anybody that's that's white, they don't do that too. So why is that? That's the problem of our society. That's what we need to talk about. Because at the end of the day, as a black man, there is no there is no mis there is no correction, there is no forgiveness, there is no redemption for anything we do. You know, Dana White obviously slapped his woman. His woman slapped him. She slapped him back, and he slapped her back. But at the end of the day, if it was a black man doing it. They're going to be canceled. Why is that? Because we live in a society as a black man, you have a target on your back. Let's be real. I'm not here to say, what was me for black people? I'm not here, especially for black men. I'm not here to do that. That is not my thing. But at the end of the day, if you look at society, we are nothing but tools of either. The, you know what? Let's name go there. No, you know what? F it. I'm going to go there. This is the problem with being a, a black man in America. Now, at the end of the day, understand me, understand what I'm saying, and follow me, because this is absolutely the truth. Society does not care what a black man does. Does not care what a black man does. They do not care whether we are successful or whether we go to jail, but they provide the tools for us to be either or they control the society controls us because no matter what a black man does, the white man makes the money. Think about it. Society makes the money. We don't. Okay. Let's go the positive route because everybody's like, well, you know, negative. I told you, let's start the positive route. You have a young black man that wants to be positive out there and do business. Right. Right. So let, let, let's give let's give somebody what's a positive black man out there making money. Let's go. Let's let's talk about Diddy. Diddy's a prime example of that. Diddy's from the hood. But instead of him hustling and and, 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 and being out there and doing drugs and stuff, he he 
toned his talents and his focus to to uh to music to create an empire. Puffy has made billions, not millions, billions of dollars for white industry. He did a deal with Ciroc, which is a white company that he done it with to sell his his fate. De Leon. He has made Bad Boy Records and he has had a deal with what? What universal distributor owned by white people. He has uh, water companies that done it, white companies, uh, brands. He sold his brand to somebody and, and anything that Diddy has done. The white man's made money off. That's a but that's a positive black man in our eyes. But product placement, everything he's done has made some white America company millions of dollars, billions of dollars off of the brand, whether it's music, his brand, everything has made other people money. Now, what has Puffy done for the black community has to invest in? Now, he has created a culture of music. He has introduced us to, to some of the most legendary artists, Mary J. Blige, Jodeci, uh, you know, Biggie, you know what I'm saying? You know, and at the end of the day, he's done that. But how did that translate? It made us feel good. We got good music. We supported, we felt like we were supporting black people that were coming out the hood. But at the end of the day, at where did the dollars go? It's like what I say for uh, Wakanda, what I say for a Black Panther. We went so crazy over Black Panther, made that movie billions of dollars. And at the end of the day, where did that money really go? Did that money go back to our communities? No, it went to Marvel. It was owned by white people. And you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, we supported it and made it one of the top grossing movies of all time. Not because it came, the dollars came back to our people, because the dollars went didn't come to us. It went to somewhere else. So they create these things for us. They create these positive outlooks for us, for us to invest in. But at the end of the day, our money never comes back to us. Now, let's go the other route. Why they like hoods and why they like black people in hoods that are doing bad? Why? Because they feed the criminal system and that's money. The more the more criminal activity in certain areas, the more police stations could could vibe for money. The more they could find, the more they can do things to build revenue. They go to jails. These companies uh, uh, funded fund these jails and make money off these jails. No matter what a black man does, whether it's positive or negative, the dollars always go wind up to the to the white man. So you may really think they have an agenda for us. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people in the hood, a lot of young boys in the hood, want to be athletes, right? Who owns the majority of of these? The, I'm gonna say 99.9 percent of basketball, baseball, or any sport that a black man goes into. There's not a completely black-owned sport that they go into, no. So even sports, entertainment, any business, whatever we do, it benefits them. It's not this big agenda for, oh, they, we need to uh, uh, be negative because they understand that they just allow the negative to happen because no matter what, the outcome is going to be for them. See, you, you think, I don't think there's an agenda. I don't think they're sitting there right now, right now saying, yo, we're going to do these things for the black people to have them go. No, the system has already been in place that they've already built. It's already in place that no matter what we do, they're making money. They're going to make money from our success, and they're going to make money from our losses. At the end of the day, Black Lives Matter was funded by white people, and all that money went where? It didn't go to the black community. Anything that was a movement for black people has never come to the black community. So at the end of the day, 
let's be real. How many of these artists and these big time artists are promoting black brands? I think I said this on another podcast. I said it to a friend one time. If Beyonce, Jay-Z, Dr. Dre just promoted one brand a week, they can make a millionaire every single week. Because because they're going to flock. If Beyonce says, hey, if Beyonce say, yo, Cass, I like your stuff. I'm going to just do one tweet about talk about it, right? I will be a millionaire the next week because everybody will buy my shit. I would be selling out. I couldn't even probably keep inventory because Beyonce promo. I will be a millionaire overnight. That's how we could create instant wealth. But no, would they do that? No, but they will promote other brands. They will promote uh, brands that that are, are funded by black by white companies. You know, Beyonce have her College Park or whatever they call her brand. I forgot. Where is it funded by? It's not funded by black people. Though none of our money, we we are like 85% of sales, but like we get no, we get no return on it. We don't buy in our community. We don't have schools. We don't have banks. We don't have any type of structure, infrastructure in this country for our dollars to come back to us. So if you really sit here and think that there's this big agenda that white people, white man is like, oh, we're going to suppress the black man. They don't need to suppress the black man because at the end of the day, no matter where the black man winds up, they're going to make the money. Like you have to understand how it how it works. Now you're like, damn, Cash, you went on a tangent. You start talking about domestic violence. OK, let's talk. Let's go back to domestic violence because I didn't forget the topic. Domestic violence, they don't care about when when uh, uh, a white person hits a white woman, because at the end of the day, that's not seen as bad. They can be forgiven. Oh, you're forgiven. You made a mistake. But for us, they have to do that, because at the end of the day, that forces us down one of the paths. Like, like if we forgave you for stuff you did, then you wouldn't go down one of the paths that we, we allow for you. Blaming us for domestic violence is cancel us is down a criminal a criminal path. We go to jail, fines, you know, all this stuff. Because at the end, it benefits dumb. A white man, where what does it benefit? It doesn't at all. Because see, this is the thing that we need to understand too. Is that those who have power would do anything to keep that power. It just happens that white America has the power. So when we sit here and we think there's an agenda, there's not an agenda. There's an agenda to suppress whatever they can to make money. We are a race that have allowed ourselves to be suppressed. And let me say, I'm not saying that we couldn't. I'm not trying to go on no Kanye West thing and say that, oh, you know, we should have, uh, we allowed slavery. I'm not saying none of that. What I'm saying is that when we got an opportunity to actually be better, we chose slavery mentality because it was embedded in us. And those who try to break free of it, because think about it, when Martin Luther King, Malcolm X were at their prime, white American hated them, hated them. Then when they die, what did they do? They, 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 they made them icons so we could rally around them. And, but, they, but the thing is, they, they're making money off of that. Now we honor Martin Luther King. It's like throwing us a bone. When he was alive, you did, they didn't honor him. They murdered him. Now, there's controversy behind that. The nation of Islam killed him, all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, why? Like, there was a white man behind all of that stuff. But let me say white man. White America. Let's say the powers that be, Caucasian, that were in power. 
because at the end of the day, they had to make sure that we stayed in our place. But then they understood that after a while, it's like, we can't do the old school style. We got to do a new school. We got to let them think that they are going down this path themselves. And they made a system that no matter what a black man does, they benefit off of it, whether it's positive or negative. But the minute we try to do things to uplift our community or speak about empowerment, that's when they shut us down. That's when we're anti-everybody else. Jewish people could be pro-Jew all day long, but nobody says they're anti-white or they're anti-black. No, they're pro-Jewish. When we're pro-black, pro-black means anti-everything. I don't hate black, white people at all. I don't have no problem with them. But we're at a point where they don't respect us or look at us as we're like the extra people that live in a city that, that give us a lot of money that they have to appease, but they make sure we don't come out of our place. I mean, think about it. So let's get back to this domestic violence. So he's, he, his wife smacks him. He smacks her back. Nothing happens because he's white. It's fine. Chris Brown gets a fight with his girl. He's a demon. They demonize him. And then the thing is this. They don't even need to do anything anymore. It's our people that do it to each other. When um the 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 owner of uh, of the Dallas Cowboys, when the picture was revealed of him at one of the uh, horrible time in our history when they weren't letting black students to the white schools and segregation, they found a picture of him there, and at the end of the day, there was no consequences for that. Kyrie Irving shares. A post shares a post and he loses endorsements. NBA wants him to apologize. He almost lost everything. We are hold to a standard of perfection. That is not reality. But then you had black people come into Jerry's defense. Defended him. Oh, that was years ago. Oh, he should get a pass because, you know, he wasn't in the front of the line. I mean, all this garbage from black people. But then when it came to Kyrie Irving, oh, you know, he's horrible. You can't disrespect like that. All your from black people. Black people made more issues of it. So then when the white media comes along and covers it, it doesn't look like they're prejudiced. Oh, we're just following uh you know, the reaction of the black people. We're just repeating what they said. And that's the problem we have right now. My enemy isn't white America. My enemy is my own people. Because we've been brainwashed mentally to, uh, to hate our own. Women are looking at men now with such high standards that they're unachievable. And then when we can't achieve those things, we're horrible. But nobody talks about that when a white woman, when a black woman's dating a white man. You never hear her say, oh, he has goals, he's not achievable. You know? 
I'm going to be real. This may be a little bit R-rated right here, but, you know, black women was always talk, they, you know, oh, he got to have money. He got to fuck me right. Got a big dick, all this stuff. I know for a fact, statistically, you get well, a white man, you ain't getting all of that. You ain't getting big dick fuck you right. But at the end of the day, you don't hear no black woman talking about planet sex is okay. They, they don't even talk about it. I've never once heard a black woman with a white man say, oh, man, his sex is amazing. His cock is so big. Never heard that. I hear that from black women when they went a baller with money. Oh, girl, he fucked me right. Eat this pussy. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God, he's so good. Blah, blah, blah. My husband's the best in the world. Blah, blah, blah. But I don't hear from the, but, but it's okay, though. He can have a small penis and not do you right because he's white. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're out there, but I don't hear it as much as I do from black women when it comes when they're dating a black man. I mean, when it comes to dating a white man, they don't be talking about his shortcomings. Now, of course, I know statistically all white men don't have small penises, and I, I understand that, people. But what I'm saying is that in our culture, you never hear those black women complaining about the shortcomings of their white man. But you always hear it about, you always hear a black woman complaining about a black man, what he's not doing, what he can't do, what he should be doing. Everything we do, unfortunately, when it comes to being black is judge is judged. And there is no forgiven forgiveness at all. Once they're not once they we can't be utilized in this society anymore, we get thrown away. We get uh, shut down. We get thrown in prison. We get allegations against us. Like I said it so many times, like I said, I do not condone. Any person that uses children sexually or pray, I'm not saying that anymore and I, I, at all. And I don't know what happened with R. Kelly, but at the end of the day, this is why it, it, it's funny to me. Because when R. Kelly was popping, all these allegations were out there already. Aaliyah thing happened. The little the videotape came out. But R. Kelly was out here still winning, making people money. Nobody was saying shit. So all them artists out there that got collabos after the videotape, RK wrote a song for you, all that should shut the hell up because at the end of the day, don't be talking shit now because you shouldn't be talking that shit back then because that videotape was like 93, 94, 95, something like that. And R. Kelly was popping with uh, in the closet, I could leave, I could fly. All that stuff was after that. He's writing songs with B2K and everybody else. He did the shit with Jay-Z and the album. All this stuff was after that. And we and, and, and now everybody's appalled by him? Shut the hell up. Why? Because he wasn't that hit maker no more. He wasn't bringing in that bread like he used to. He wasn't writing the hits for people. So then all of a sudden, now you got surviving R. Kelly video uh, uh, of documentary. That shit should have been out. 20 years ago, but no, because he's making hits for everybody. Nobody cared, but now he's canceled. Bill Cosby, if he was raping chicks for years and all this stuff, but all of a sudden now because he's not relevant, he's not important, okay, let's go get Bill. Like, see, it's not, and it's not even about bringing the allegations up because if it happened, it happened. I mean, shit, if it happened, it happened. So I'm not here to argue or contest or be mad at, at anything if it happened it happened but now all of a sudden when they're not relevant now we want to have a problem with it 
Now we want to have issues with it. And don't give me that bullshit about, oh, th- these women spoke about it. Nobody paid attention and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So was it, it wasn't really. No, it was everybody because at the end of the day, nobody said nothing. Nobody did nothing when they were hot. Nobody said nothing. Now, people say, oh, yo, Cass, what about the, uh, uh, Jeff Epstein's and, 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 the, and the other people? You know what I'm saying? Yo, at the end of the day, when you are, when you, they have their sacrifices. This is how I look at it. To legitimize your movement and your reasoning for the attacking a certain people, you have to legitimize it in some way. Weinstein and all of them, they were a sacrifice. Like we can't say Me Too's relevant if we don't get if we only attack black people. Cause which is funny, Me Too started from a black woman. It wasn't a white woman, it was a black woman. Talking about her rape from a white man. But then it changed. Then everybody started getting to Me Too. And you have to make some sacrifices. Sacrifices have to happen. But let's see, besides Winehouse and, and Weinstein and and Winehouse and, and Weinstein, how many men really famous men really suffered from me too compared to black men? I mean, if I'm wrong, then cool. Correct me. And I will come on next week or the next podcast and say, hey guys, I'm I misquoted. You know what I'm saying? But it seems like that R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, and other black men really got it rough. It's bad enough that white women were clenching their purses already. Now, all of a sudden, people were getting something from 1965. I got groped at a party. <laughs> I can't remember what happened five years ago, but you're talking about 1967. I mean, come on. How ridiculous did that sound? Like, don't get me wrong, I am in no way thinking that women should not speak their truth and that men should not be held accountable. So don't get me wrong, in no way am I saying that. I think any man that harms a woman in any way should be held accountable, accountable for, point blank. I mean, it's that simple. But the way they're doing it is ridiculous. Yo, in 1963, I was at a party and he looked at me real fishy and tried to rape me. He's like, I wasn't even at that party. I don't even remember what party it was at. One of our chief judges, right? White guy, right? I forgot his name. Is Supreme Court right now. Even though a woman came forward with evidence that this guy raped her, assaulted her, but he's a Supreme Court judge right now. Bill Cosby got a woman from 1965 said that at a party, he groped her butt. This nigga went to jail. He gave it him roofies. And, and even though he, they still hang with which is funny, they, they still hiding with him afterwards. But every time they got pride with him, he slipped them a roofie. But then after they hang out with him again. <laughs> All these women with R. Kelly wanted to be there. And when they wanted to leave, they left. But at the end of the day, oh, when I was with him voluntarily, he made me do this, made me do that. Could you have said no? Yes. Could you? When you want to leave, did you leave? Yes. 
But these black men are horrible. These black men are arguably worse. But you know, it's not even about black men. Let's let's be let's let's take it further. It's about our society today. We are way too woke. I read that that a secretary, a secretary in Germany that was a, a, a secretary for the Nazis was convicted. She was 98 years old, convicted of Nazi crimes. Now, what was anybody during Nazi Germany supposed to do when given orders? The alternative was if they said, no, I won't do this, they were going to die. But they had a family. So they followed the orders. Now, unless you're the one giving the orders, you should be held accountable for. Because if you're in an army, if you're working for a regime and they're saying this is what you should do, like you would die. They will kill you and your family. So you're supposed to die and sacrifice yourself because, man, years later, I may get convicted of a crime, of a war crime. You don't have a choice in war. There's no choice. If you're a soldier, you go do what they tell you to do. Point blank. Like, is it better? Oh, well, you killed the enemies. Better. Like, killing's killing's horrible regardless. But, oh, you follow orders. But it's always the losing. If they lost the war, now you're, you're a war criminal. You held accountable for. None of, nobody would have gone to Germany or anybody to kill Jews or anybody else on their free on their will. Now, if you're a commander in chief and and you are are the one giving the orders, yes, it is on you. But if you are a soldier and they tell you what to do, you do it regardless. If you're in a war and people are trying to kill you, how many Nazis we killed? Why aren't any of our people be held accountable for that? How many slaves has America killed? Why aren't we holding slave owners accountable for that? Why aren't we we uh, uh, jailing ex-slave owners? We didn't do that in America. We didn't say, oh, you used to own slaves years ago. Yes, I did. Oh, sorry, you're going to jail now. We didn't do that in America, but we want to go over to other countries or other people and say, oh, we're going to jail this 98-year-old woman that was a secretary, a fucking secretary. Now you're saying, what does that have to do with black people? Because at the end of the day, that's the mentality we live in today. We live in a mentality that is okay to, to have justice the way you feel is fit. Not that's fair. That's been happening with black people, black men for years. Our justice is different than other people's justice. When we go to court, we get longer times compared to our white counterparts or other cultures that get less time. Are we because we're more violent? We deserve more jail time? I just feel it's just really wrong. But you know what? I'm going to have to end this a little bit short today because I got some things to do. Um, so I wanted to just do a quick, quick, uh, uh, you know, thank you uh, podcast. Talk about a couple things. Of course, you know how I do. I rant off. I rant off. What we need to do, uh, I said I'm going to finish out like that, so let me do it. What we need to do is, as black people, we need to make sure that, our, as black men, we need to make sure that we generate our own money 
and put it back into ourselves, into our community, to our children, and build generational wealth to keep the money with us. We could we could work with other companies, other cultures, but make sure we got to make sure that our dollars stay with us and that we're not making money off our culture and we're not giving back to our culture. Okay, so got it. So I got to go because uh, my schedule lately has been crazy busy, um, but I wanted to do this quick podcast to, um, to, you know what I'm saying, say Happy New Year to everybody. I look forward to this year. Go online and download the app on Google or iTunes. Download the app. Listen to our stations. We got music. We got DJ mixes. I mean, it's, there's 14 stations. So there's, there's going to be something you like on the station. So there's on our network. So at the end of the day, there's, you know, if you want to know more, go to thecultureradio.com. You can listen to all stations on there. Read about the stations, the DJs we have and everything. Like I said, I appreciate you so much. Also, culturelifeproducts.com. The website's still up. Check it out. I promise this year is going to be different with my social media. This year is going to be different with the podcast. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just going to show you, all right? I appreciate you for making this still stay top in the world for mental health. We may be really, really low on the on the, uh, on the the top 100 list. We're probably in the 90s right now, but at the end, they were still on the list. That's because of you. Thank you for still making me and this podcast, excuse me, relevant. All right. Until next time, if you want to know more about me or anything else, of course, you go to CasanovaWilliams.com. Follow me on all social media, CasanovaWilliams.com. C-A-S-A-N-O-V-A. If you don't know how to spell Williams, then don't look me up. All right. All right, guys. Until next time. 